lifestyle of life. Are you satisfied, fulfilled, happy? There were 15 murders the first week and 21 last week in this city. I'm sorry. She died a few minutes ago, Mr. Curse. Any chance of catching these men? What's gaining on you, Paul? Welcome to Fanboy and the Snob. I'm Chad. That's Chris. And today we watched a 1974 movie, Death Wish. Sorry. Charles Bronson. And no one else. Cole Wang. No, don't bother. <laughs> Just Charles Bronson. Everyone knows it's Charles Bronson. So why um, we watch this movie? The long, well, let's tell them the short story. The, the, the long story short is uh, we, we were going to watch Ernest Goes to Africa, but Chad's scared of offending the Jewish community, so we're not allowed to watch it. Um, so then we were going to watch Come and See, but Chad was scared of offending the Jewish community, so we didn't watch it. So then we tried to watch Bridge Over the River Kwai, and Chad was okay with offending the Jewish community that time, but the movie didn't work. So yeah, that was really disappointing. So he settled on Death Wish. Because hmm. I was like, hey, you seen this? And you said no. And I went, okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and it was late. Probably yeah. like an hour and a half. Hour and a half. Late. late. We usually start. <laughs> so yeah. And guess what? Fucking liked it, right? Fucking very pleasant surprise. Because the way people talked about it, which I think they're more referencing the Two, sequels. three, four, five. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is a legit movie. Yeah. I liked it. It's uh, it's fun. Go on. Thanks for watching. All right. So the plot's simple. Guy's wife gets killed. He's a liberal. Um, yeah, he starts out as a... He's an upper middle class dude. Makes a lot of money. Works for a, what, real estate firm or something? Yeah. Zoning firm. They buy properties. Housing and, development yeah. bullshit. Making millions. Bronson uh, comes back from Hawaii. After a fucking lame ass vacation on a soundstage, and uh, it's trying to show how happy him and his wife are, how much which they're they love very each other. happy. And this movie starts out as like a kind of typical seventies like love story type movie. Then I wouldn't it's, say love no, story the, at all. No, the soundtrack, the way they film the soundtrack, it's a seventies like porno soundtrack. Yeah, it's fucking rad. Then as the movie goes on, as it starts going more it's into the still story, a the porno soundtrack through the entire no, movie. The, the beginning of the movie had a different tone to the soundtrack. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like the guy riding the hi-hat. So I think what's his name from the Mighty Boosh? A spirit jazz. a spirit jazz. <laughs> poor spirit jazz anyway so it tries to put forward that why the fuck didn't you tell me my hat was on fire <laughs> god damn it <laughs> i showed my hat on fire you don't say anything well we thought it was part of your no <laughs> what's wrong with you are you blind my no <laughs> god fucking damn it. it's such a good joke so it starts out with them Coming back from Hawaii, New York's a shithole. They're on the George Washington Bridge. They're super pissed about it. Then uh, they go to the, you know, the office. The husband goes to the office. Charles Branson goes to the office. Meets his coworkers. They have an interesting conversation about crime statistics that Chad doesn't want me to bring up. Then it uh, cuts to the wife and the daughter shopping at the grocery store. And they do this weird-ass pickup thing where you buy everything and then you give it to someone and go deliver it to my house. 
Well, she did. Were they driving? I think they were just walking. So they point probably... being, you were halfway through the operation, and then you gave up. That's how it was back then, I guess. But then uh, Jeff... back then, grocery stores used to like Publix is right. probably the closest. But then Doctor um, Malcolm sees her address and decides uh, with a young love will find bloom. love will find a way, and he uh, breaks into her house. And... He is super fucking creepy, and when he's he was younger, so good. He's in so this lanky. Movie. The facial expressions. Well, he's a typical. <laughs> yeah, but, so as they're leaving these three criminals notice the delivery slip with the address and they see him leave they're like they're fairly attractive fairly attractive no they wanted things. money yeah they saw them as rich people that can afford to have their groceries delivered to them yeah so they're like we're just gonna go rob them and what happens when they break in? Well, the mom only has three dollars and the daughter has like four and two bits. And they're like, that's not enough money. So they beat the shit out of the mom, beat her to death, and they uh rape the daughter in the mouth and, and spray ass. paint her butt. Yeah, they rape her and they do not pull punches. Well, they pull punches, it could have been irreversible, but they decided not to go that hard. So, but yeah. still for a 70s flick. Like Hitchcock showed a toilet <coughs> flushing maybe 15 years before this, and everyone was outraged. Jaws yeah. made people leave the theater. Yeah, but I spit on your grave came out in the 70s. Right. That's totally different, though. That wasn't wide main, you know, wide yeah. release film. Yeah. So, what happens for the rest of the movie? It's just Charles Bronson setting up situations for him to shoot people. Yeah. So, it's pretty fucking rad. Yeah. So, all of that. That happened in the beginning of the movie is just it's the fucking... quickly done to get to the fun. I wouldn't say the fun, but the plot. It gets to the meat. It it the first it's a three act story. First act, here's the rape. Second act, him fucking the fucking terms. people up, and then yeah. the third act is him realizing he's in a little bit over his head. Yeah, he does start getting a little cocky. Right. The last couple shootouts, like the one on the yeah. subway and stuff, he's a little cocky. Well, I think at that point, he's like, I am an ace shooter because he, he has to take after the wife become murdered and he has a little bit of time to mourn. His job sends him down to what? Santa Fe. So, New Mexico. It wasn't New Mexico, it was Arizona. Santa Fe, New Mexico. They were in Arizona. Whatever. You fuck. So they go to Arizona. He meets with a client because they want to buy potential land he doesn't want to get hit he doesn't want to get rid of the hills Mm -hmm. but the guy takes him to a club what kind of club was it gun club yeah really the big difference between amish or amish or ames or whatever his name was and the new york counterpart is um so the original plan is just bulldoze everything and build a city yeah and Ames is like, what's the fucking point? You know, people won't be able to live with so many people so close by. And when you first introduced to him, he's, he's a cowboy and he drives a car with cow horns on it. And you're like, what a douchebag. And then you get to know him. You're like, oh, he's a fucking cool dude. Yeah. The whole point is they're like, look at all that waste of space. I'm like, yeah, but it's like character. Pretty. It's pretty. It's Yeah, I like it. These families are going to have places to go and stuff. Yeah. And then... When he goes back to New York after Santa Fe, his boss is like, oh, Santa Fe looks good on you. And he's like, thanks, boss. And his boss goes, so how you doing? And he goes, well, you know, I'm not doing. And then the boss is already out. So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, fuck the city. Uh, yeah. 
it's it is funny that a silly movie like this has like a lot of like cultural like no the problem is it was a silly movie 10 years ago mm. but now it's like shit idiocracy wasn't supposed to be a documentary this... well, you got the monetization of like everything just tearing everything down just to build up it's the dissolution of the nuclear family it's it's a downward yeah. spiral society is collapsing in on itself because we refuse to police crime mm. and that's what this movie is about well that's what the later half is i'm talking about more with the uh, text guy and everything Cowboy well, guy. the Texas guy says a really cool thing at the gun club. Yeah. He's like, the reason we don't have muggings here is because everyone's armed. You you fucking pull a gun on someone else and three people are going to pull a gun on you. Yeah. So, no point. No point. Whereas in New York, no one has fucking guns except for the fucking criminals. And then the one time some guy has a gun and decides to do something, fucking media praises him, cops go after him, yeah. and then people start standing up for themselves again. Yeah, sadly, that can't work nowadays, though. Well, Rittenhouse. Even, I don't want to get political, but it's Rittenhouse. It's not even being political. It's just like anytime somebody defends themselves now. They get demonized, yeah. Yeah, it's just a silly thing. Like, I don't know. You're but, just supposed to <clears throat> let the rape happen. Just let it happen. Well, that's the problem now. Like, plenty of times, like, you see stuff happening in real life, and you just have the people looking away, pulling the newspaper Pulling up, up their cameras. Yeah. That's or what that. it is now. Well, yeah, back to see the in the seven in the movie, it was people pulling up their newspapers. Nowadays, yeah. it's people recording. Yeah, I'm gonna get into that. This movie is poignant. This movie, I, I went into it being like, dude, we're gonna watch a cool action movie with people, and then we're sitting here being like, social commentary, social commentary. Yeah, but it, it wasn't ham fisted. It's no, just it's like appropriate. it's very subtle the way they do it. Mm, I wouldn't say subtle, but it was appropriate. Yeah, I, I spray painting a girl's ass with a bullseye, it's kind of telling you that's. As subtle as a meat cleaver, you know what I'm uh, saying? Actually, the swastika wasn't very subtle. Yeah, I know. Not that scene, but everything else, like the conversations. Yeah. You could say. Oops, look what I'm doing. I hated that guy. He was probably the worst. Jack Goldblum's character was creepy. Yeah. yeah. And he had he never got his comeuppance. Yeah, I was actually very surprised by that. Well, it makes sense. He was just a random criminal. Yeah. That's the whole point of this, is he was just killing rant. And it's also an older movie. It's not like Moon now, where they have like the great revenge scene and everything. No, back then, back then, before this, every scene needed to make sense. That's why movies were three yeah. hours long. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought they were just going to have a random encounter. No, he just raped his daughter and moved on. So throughout the movie, he... Let's talk about the first time he did it. First murder? Yeah. Or the first time he fought back. First time he fought back. With a $20 and quarters and a sock. Yeah, because he goes to the bank and he gets quarters. And then you see him in his office with a sock and he puts him in there. And he's, he's like, like, so he's like, oh, is he scared? Is he just like, or does he want to do something? I think at that point, it, yeah, at that point, it's a little bit of bull. So he's just walking home and he decides, I'm going to walk through the bad area of town just to mm. see what happens. And guess what happened? <laughs> gets into a fucking guy, pulls a knife on him. He quickly turns around, just smack, smack across the face. Then he goes home and panics. And like, guy goes down it. and runs away. Yeah. And Charles sits there going, oh, shit, I can't fight back. But then he goes home. and Pours himself a drink. Yeah. He's like going between like super excited to what did I fucking do? And that escalates because then what, what was the first scene when he actually shot somebody? I can't remember. When the guy, they're by the water. Yeah. And the, the five-time felon pulls a gun on him and he just turns around and hit fires and and then you see the guy writhing on the ground and charles is watching him die stone-faced yeah 
And then when he gets home that time, he gets on the ground and has a little panic attack, starts kind of sobbing. Because he murdered someone. Yeah. I don't know how I'd react. How would you react? Probably the exact same way. You just took a human life. I feel bad. Remember when I stepped on that mouse and I was like fucked up? I I went to biomes and I'm like, fucking poor turtle. No, they deserve it. But when I stepped on that, it was a wild mouse. It's a big difference. I stepped on a wild mouse and I was fucked up for like- This could be wild turtles. No, there's no such thing as a wild turtle anymore. They can't live in with the amount of plastic predators chinese people mm. but throughout the movie he just comes with new creative ways to kill people like, like when he's on fake, his... the fake pocket yeah or when he's on the subway yeah that's the fake pocket where he's like he reaches into his pocket and then it's just gah, 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 gah. <laughs> from the hit see what is your opinion on like vigilantism and all that? Do now as a, up to a point as a person who believes societies can only function within strict law as, as a fascist, I believe vigilantism is wrong. But if you live in a society where the powers that be refuse to uphold the law, I guess it's up to you. Yeah, but even at that point, it was just so like rampant with the crime. But it is now. We just live in the suburbs. We don't live in Detroit. There's a hundred murders every week in Detroit. Remember how they were like, dude, there was 20 murders last month in New York. That's insane. Well, that's why we're saying like people just hiding their heads. Nobody's helping anybody anymore. Because we were told not to. Mm. So you think this movie has a point? Mm. Either fund the police to the extreme or do it yourself. Because crime ain't going away unless you do something. Yeah. That's my firm belief. I don't commit crime. Like real crime. I don't hurt nobody. Yeah. We don't steal. We don't hurt anybody. We're nice. Weed's legal now, so. So what what, what crimes do we do? <laughs> and yet there's people out there sticking each other up for a couple dollars. It's like, what's yeah. the fucking point, man? That has a lot to say about the country we live in, like. Well, you know, we shouldn't be having these people. The most fa- the, the the favorite celebrities and stuff like that are criminals. You know, they're all pedophiles, rapists, and stuff like that. Well, that's more. Those are two si- different sides of the coin. I mean, you have the people out there that think they need to rob people and do because all that. music and television and movies tell them to, and because they need money and all that stuff. But why do they need money? But then it like just... just get a job. Everywhere is hiring. Yeah. Like, at this point, the whole idea, like, in the 90s when everything was great, I could totally use someone being like, dude, I, I can't get hired, you know? But now it's like, everybody, you can get hired. I get hired. I have a job. The fuck's your excuse? It's gotten to a point where you put in your application and you got called how soon? A half hour after I did it. Yeah. <laughs> and, then yeah I really, like... and they went, you're hired. We just need <laughs> you to sign something. Like, I didn't even... I do think it's silly, people. And there's the argument they can't find transportation, everything, Uber. and all that. But walk, bitch. Take a subway. I do think the bus needs to be a little more friendly towards people. You know, be sick is if people pay their taxes, so the buses would be rad, like that bus in New York. That was a cool bus. Yeah, if people paid their taxes, things would be a little bit better. Yeah. And again, I think taxation is theft in all forms, but this system, yes, this system runs on taxes, 
So, like, if I'm doing it, you should be fucking doing it. I feel like taxes should be looked at more, and you're giving into your community right. to make things better. But, but it doesn't. It doesn't work like that. No. Because most of your tax money doesn't go towards the community and everything. Yeah. What'd you think of the police chief? At first, we didn't like him. At first, he seems like a slime ball because he's always like coughing. He's always wiping his nose. They gave him that like, and he's doing his job. At first, we think he's like, he's like, we need to catch this vigilante. I want you to start with Vietnam vets living in New York, then Korean vets, then World War II, and then someone's like, oh, that's bullshit. And he goes, exactly. It seems impossible, but at least what? And you're thinking like this guy's just a hard ass, but you don't realize what he's doing. He's bogging them down. He's making them research shit they don't have to to still let the vigilante keep doing. So, what do you think about the uh, police chief character? Now he's probably one of the more interesting characters actually throughout the movie because at first you depth and growth. Yeah, because at first you look at him and you're like, he's like gross. He's wiping his nose all the time, coughing. He's just and he's working actively against the vigilante. In our minds of when vigilantes and everything, it's like, oh, he's a bad guy, blah, blah, blah. But then as he's going, he's having a meeting with the whole police station being like, we need to find this guy. You need to research him. You need to find out who in that area used to be in the art. Like what? Korean War? No, they said the Vietnam War first because they're big bulky guys. No, no, it was. Yeah, it was Vietnam. Then it was Korea. Then it was World War Two. That's like fucking 80 800,000 people and he has that one person in the police like what like that's bullshit he's like exactly and it seems impossible and it's going to take a lot of time but at least we'll be able to tell the press we're doing something which makes you think oh he's working against the vigilante but then by the end of the movie you realize he's fucking you know and i like at that point it's just like is he just giving them busy work to make which is exactly what he's doing no i i feel like that's what he's doing the best way Way to catch him no, I think he's going, oh, this vigilante's awesome because it's making the people fight back and it's making crime go away. But I have a badge. He is breaking the law, so here's a bunch of hoops to jump through. Because mm-hmm. remember, he warns him. Yeah. He calls him and he goes, hey, listen, we're about the police are about to search you. Yeah, and at the end of the movie, spoilers to the end, he Charles Bronson actually gets shot. And he's he in the hospital. He gets a little too cocky. He hasn't positioned himself. Yeah, correctly. he winds up getting. He winds up. He, he tries had, to jump two dudes and he gets jumped. Yeah, cause one guy ends up coming to the top of the stairs with an actual gun. Yeah, so at first you think it's two people. He's pointing the gun at them, and then a third guy shows up, and a gunfight ensues. He gets the two, but the gunman walks away, and uh, he's in the hospital. And the police chief shows up, and he's like, "So, Mister John Doe, if you happen to be Charles Branson, I would tell you." That although, legally speaking, I disapprove, what you did was awesome, and if you got out of New York City, I could drop this, and he holds up the gun. Well, you're also forgetting, he's like, he pretty much said, I told you, I warned yeah. you, and you I've been helping stopped. you out, yeah. <laughs> so, if you go to a different city, I'll ditch this. Yeah, in the fucking river. The river. It's, that's why I'm saying, like, he got, he got a little too ahead of himself. Mm-hmm. So how's it end? <laughs> well, obviously, he chooses the right decision. Where does he go? Uh, Detroit? Chicago. Chicago. He goes to Chirac. Chicago. And he's talking to the guy. He meets him there, and he sees a bunch a of... A woman harassing, women. getting harassed by, like, five dudes. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes, helps the women, 
and the five dudes just laughing at him. He just goes, "No, he does." Yeah, and it ends. And I feel like that was the perfect ending because you know the second one is just Mm. he's not giving up. He's Batman now. See, I would have been fine if that was just the Mm. end of it because that that was actually very. Well, what happened is a separate studio owned this one, right? Um, Whatever. A second studio or a, a studio produced this movie, right? Mm-hmm. Then Canon Films bought the rights mm. and made like six more. Yeah. Yeah. I love can I love the Canon films. Yeah. But what did you think of the action in this movie? Um, it was actually very well choreographed. Very realistic. Yeah. I think it was quick. Just duh, duh, duh. and the actors were great. Like like we were joking the, the scene they when he goes to Arkansas Santa Fe. Whatever. He goes to wherever and he goes to a little western town. Cause that was the big thing about the town they were in. He's like, Well, we can't we gotta keep this because Cause look at it, it's cool. And then you see the actors like portraying like a gunfight and everything between the sheriff and the bad but guys. But did you see how Charles Branson came up with the idea? to play the victim to get the person to attack him to fight back mm. is by watching that. Those yeah. guys are awesome. Those are some good stunts. Good stunt, man. Yeah. Like diving off the roof, falling down the stairs. Yeah. A lot of good, a lot of good stunt men in this movie. That's what I'm saying. The reactions, because this is back when they had the like character exes that literally just did those type of roles. Just the first guy he shoots in the stomach and he's like, and then mm. he coughs up the blood and he's still writhing. Cause like a gut shot doesn't kill you instantly. It takes a while. Yeah. Oh, this was good. Older movies knew what's up because, like I said, there were actors that literally just played those parts. Okay. So, final thought. Death Wish. 1970. Fucking two. I thought it was two. Oh, that was when the novel came out. Yeah. Right, 74, final thought. Uh, soundtrack was fun. Soundtrack was awesome. Acting was good. Herbie Hancock did the soundtrack. That's why it was rad. Charles Bronson was great. He got, became very uh, like he started towards... off bullshit, and then in the middle when he was broken, you were like, oh, "I feel bad for this guy." And then, then he just you... became like very dark. Like he had the black suit on, just and then walking. he got a little too cocksure. Yeah. He had a good character arc. Yeah, and I guess in the sequels he just goes ham. <laughs> There's a scene where him and his fucking Korean War buddy are holding a, a, 30, oh, a buddy. thirty millimeter like you know like the it has the wide thing and then the box and you feel the bullets mm. into it and he's holding it like this in the middle of the street while his friend is feeding a machine gun ammo and he's just mowing down gangsters and that's the second one that's the third or fourth one uh, I, the fourth one i think ends with him blowing up the main villain with a bazooka yeah it just goes yeah. it just keeps going so that's why i think these are like totally this different. one is the most grounded and coolest yeah i like this one a lot yeah no this is actually like really good movie. i'm glad you were into it because yeah. you weren't you weren't sold when i put Cause, it on because they've remade it with bruce willis i heard the synopsis of the bruce willis movie and i'm like yeah but it's probably gonna be those muchacho kind of like grow like heavy-handed like the guy's invincible just but all people. those like bro muchacho like they were all influenced from these movies before where it was yeah. like the common man standing up that's what makes die hard so much fun he's just a regular cop who yeah. like gets in the zone this is just an architect who gets in the fucking zone. It's fun. Rambo is like a fucking serial killer, but he doesn't <laughs> want to be a serial killer. That's what makes him cool. 
He didn't want it. He came back from Vietnam. He was done. Yeah. That Where cop... you have Commando and he just loves killing people. Yeah, he just fucking, uh, you know. <laughs> what does he do? The guy's like, I have your daughter. I know. And he shoots him in the head. And it's like, you don't even want to hear <laughs> Like, you don't care. You just know he's got him. And you're going to just kill everyone until you get him back. No, but yeah, this was a, it was a great fun. movie. Was, yeah. All Charles the... Branson is not an action star. They tried <laughs> to turn him into one. He's like a good dramatic actor. Yeah. Not good like Willem Dafoe, but he's good. I wouldn't give him a Willem Dafoe. Yeah, but the characterization, like the characters are written very he, well. Even the son, though, he just he always called character. him dad. That made me uncomfortable. He's not my kid. No. It's like when I was... And you got to remember, though, when he took the phone call, he's like, oh, it's just my son-in-law. So obviously there's a little... No, he said it's my son. He said son-in-law. I didn't hear son-in-law until he was talking to the police. I'm pretty sure when he first brought him up, he said son I'm pretty sure the lady said, it's your son. Mm. And he went, I'll take this. And then he, uh, what's going on? Hey, my uh, my wife and your wife, they got raped. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what's the Seinfeld bass jingle? I fucking hate Seinfeld. But Kramer, they raped my wife. They won't get away with it, Jerry. <laughs> That's it, Jerry. They're going to pay. What's with all the murders? <laughs> What's the deal with rape? <laughs> and then Elaine's like, no, I haven't been raped. And then Kramer's like, <gasps> <laughs> just rapes her while screaming the N-word. Who's the guy who plays the mailman? Uh, Newman. He's just like, oh, I've been raped. But yeah. Newman stalks. That's the unwritten episode. Is Newman stalking Elaine to her house and raping her? <laughs> Kramer sees it and he wants to keep it a secret. And then George figures it out. But that'd be the best reason. If for some reason the character was written off the show, he just oh, he raped Elaine. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Season seven was weird. <laughs> like the rest of the show she's like a broken woman <laughs> like her hair's falling out she's chewing her nails <laughs>